0: Hello, and welcome to Conversations in Color. Conversations in Color is a podcast that has a vision of offering an online platform on behalf of United Christian Parish in Reston, Virginia, inviting its audience to hear the stories of deeper Christian Spirituality. And for this podcast, it is a joy to welcome Carrie Wilson as our guest. Carrie serves as the Chief Executive Officer of Cornerstones in Reston, Virginia. Carrie has given her life in service to issues of health care, human services and advocacy. Her work at Cornerstones in Reston, Virginia is a tribute to her knowledge, her skills and commitment to providing affordable housing, health care and human services to those in our Northern Virginia communities. Serving on many boards, Kerry has helped people to understand the importance of people and culture in order for the success of any organization. So we welcome Carrie to our podcast today. Hello, Kate. I'm grateful to you. Um, Kate is our Director of Communications at UCP for the important work that uh, is done at UCP. And among all those many things that Kate does uh, at UCP as our Director of Communications, one of those that I am so grateful for is her assistance in producing this podcast, uh, Conversations in Color. And so I want to welcome all of you who will join us today. Uh, For in terms of listening uh, uh, to uh, our conversations in color. And uh, the mission of Conversations in Color is to advance the story of United Christian Parish through this social platform that shares my dialogue with the voices of both cherished as well as respected leaders who share their perspectives on the impact of their work as uh, solutions to many of the important issues in our communities. And today it is my pleasure, my joy, to welcome to Conversations in Color, uh, Carrie Wilson. Carrie serves as the Chief Executive Officer of Cornerstones, an organization founded in this community of Northern Virginia, as once as the Western Interfaith, and recently celebrating its 50th 50th year of assisting almost 300,000 individuals and families to move towards greater stability and self-sufficiency. And so welcome, Carrie, and good morning to you.
1: Thank you so much. It is uh, my joy to be here with you and to be part of this. Thank you so much.
0: So uh, Carrie, uh, it is uh, our intent in this first segment of the podcast to have a bit of fun uh, with you and uh, Kate gets to participate as much as she'd like in, uh, in this effort is what we uh, call, uh, uh, would you rather? And uh, as I've said uh, before, this segment is dedicated to, to my kids. Uh, the reason it, that this is somewhat of a dedication to them, uh, both my kids, both are now adults is that during their childhood, uh, we often played this game together. Some of you may know this uh, by another, uh, so to speak, name, but uh, would you rather we would basically uh, provide each other with uh, two scenarios and you had to choose one of those scenarios that uh, is provided. Sometimes uh, in playing this game, neither of the two scenarios provided seemed any good. And then there were other times when both scenarios seemed especially good, but the task was always the same for this game. You could only choose one scenario. So uh, thus the name, Would You Rather. So Carrie, are you ready uh, for us to to play this Would You Rather with you this morning?
1: Or should I I say this afternoon? I am ready.
0: Wonderful. So Carrie, which of these two scenarios would you rather choose? Conversation with Kim Wilkerson at the all-in coffee shop or a walk through the Lake Ann Blue Trail with Alina Schinder. So we're waiting for your answer. And the (laughs) follow-up question to your answer is, please tell us why.
1: You guys are good because you did your research, right? You did your research and um, I, I always answer questions. Um, It's so hard. It's so hard to pick But but I will say two things. Um, I love that. um, I'm asked to make a choice because right now there are so many important choices that we're all being asked to make about the future of our communities, our children. Right. So like this. Yes. Um, everyone that knows me knows that I am um, all in for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Dabo's my guy. and uh-huh. I, I tutored the athletes that won the first national um, uh, championship in football a zillion years ago. So I was at school at the same time as Kim. Uh, my choice, however, and I think it's based on where I am and thinking about we closed down the um hypothermia and our hotel program for people who were um, homeless during COVID, we shut that down yesterday. So I think for today, I would rather um, have an opportunity to walk the trail and um, reflect with Ileana, who um, has really, as an architect, really thinks about home, what home means to people, what the... um, community placemaking is all about, because I think that is what is so critical for us here at Cornerstones and UCP, who has been part of our work for 50 years. So that's, I'm choosing Ileana and uh, the, the Walk on the trail.
0: Ah, well, uh, I'll carry do, um How many of uh, books by Alina uh, do you uh, have on your shelf at the moment?
1: I have read many of um, articles and pieces that she's been involved in, but I don't have the books. And so this was a wonderful um, recalling me to sort of the rich resources of people in our community that can help us think through this. So,
0: Well, then one of the things that will give me joy is to be able to travel all the way from United Christian Parish, my (laughs) office at United Christian Parish, to your office and to hand deliver to you uh, one of her books. Uh, it's entitled Housing for Humans, a book to imagine, create and design a new housing model in America. Beautiful. With all the tremendous work that you are doing for so many people in this community, um, it will just give me joy to be able to share that with you. So I'm looking forward to doing that.
1: Thank you, beautiful.
0: You, you are very welcome. And we wanna thank you, Carrie. So. Uh, We know that you have so many more things on your schedule today. So I uh, just thank you again for being with us. Uh, Mm -hmm. Another question that we'd like to to ask is, how would you say that God has allowed you to employ your gifts in order to serve the individuals and families in the spirit of its founder, Robert E. Simon, through your leadership as CEO of Cornerstones?
1: So that is, such a wonderfully um, emotionally, spiritually charged question, and I I loved how you started this with thanking Kate and the others that um, are all part of the ministry uh, of UCP, and I think it's the same for me. I start with um, my faith and my example, um, like many, comes from my family, um, a military family. My dad was out to sea um, six months of the year, and my mother Raised five children and moved us every two years, um, and what I watched as a Navy wife, I watched the example my mother's faith and her commitment to help build community among the the Navy um, communities when the men were out to sea. Um, the younger wives need help with. Um, finances or raising children alone. And so I had this wonderful example of um, watching my mother do that and um, leading, working with youth in our congregation. Um, when I had this incredible opportunity to come to uh, then rest in Interfaith and Cornerstones um, and to be part of something that my church also has been part of. Um, it really made me reflect on, again, what is so important in the lesson that Robert E. Simon gave this community, one that was about welcome and inclusion, and about, um, I think, a community that has always worked um, to solve problems together. And I think the, the legacy and the heritage of Cornerstone's founding faith community members, allowing each of us to act our faith by um thinking about the issues of homelessness or thinking about um, hunger or food insecurity or what we want for children, Um, it's made me so aware about the um, privilege that it is um, to work at this organization and to live my faith this way.
0: Thanks, Gary. Um, A bit of disclosure for me is that I've uh, since coming to United Christian Parish about five years ago and uh, for, uh, I think about uh, maybe three uh, years now, I've had the opportunity uh, to be a a part of some of the discussions that take place with, uh, as a member of of, uh, the the board uh, of uh, Cornerstones. And it has amazed me uh, to see the work that happens within uh, this, this Northern Virginia area, with uh, the childcare that happens uh, on behalf of Cornerstones, with what happens with uh, the, the food pantry uh, of Cornerstones, what happens, in terms of healthcare assistance to those with needing uh, issues with healthcare, in addition to uh, just the thousands uh, of people uh, every day who receive the benefit of the work in terms of of, of, uh, affordable housing Mm -hmm. uh, through Cornerstones. But in particular, March is uh, recognition of the contribution of of women uh, in the world. And you have committed to, uh, to, to offering uh, this great example through your leadership at Cornerstones that also uh, recognizes the ways that uh, Cornerstones has also just been so beneficial to helping uh, women in our community uh, to just uh, to, to regain uh, dignity. To, to regain uh, identity, uh, to recognize their own uh, potential and power. In about two minutes, we will be right back to our guest, Cornerstone CEO, Carrie Wilson. But before we do, let's take two. Take two is a two minute or intended to be two minute segment in our podcast that features individuals and or families from United Christian Parish. I said two minutes or thereabout because take two is meant to be a brief segment for you, our listeners to hear an actual story of how people have found UCP or even perhaps how UCP and these particular people found each other. So if it's two minutes or just beyond that, that two minutes, be patient because this whole podcast is about faith journeys and stories. And sometimes as we've some of us have learned about all three, they're not always precise. And sometimes they can even be a bit messy. But because we are children of God, these stories always have meaning. So let's take two.
2: Hi, my name is Victoria G, and I just wanted to speak a few minutes about what UCP means to me. Um, I found UCP uh, at the start of 2022, just as COVID, the pandemic, had begun, Um, And I had recently moved to the area and was researching churches. So I started watching UCP's services on YouTube. um, And I really felt moved by the services, uh, both including the the readings, the sermons, the music. Um, It often felt like I was hearing exactly what I needed to hear that week. And so I felt like that was a very good sign to... Um, to keep going and keep delving in further into UCP. Uh, One of the things I've really enjoyed is getting to meet um, the other members of the congregation. They've been very welcoming, welcoming me just as I am. Um, And I really admire um, all of the individuals I've interacted with. They really seem like they try to walk the walk and live their faith. which I think is a special gem. I I genuinely feel that they are trying to live up to the ideals of their faith um, and trying to improve uh, this imperfect world. Um, So that that really means a lot to me. Um, Each week or each time that I interact with UCP, I have found it to be a very centering, calming, and again, welcoming environment. Um, And in this world where it can feel a little hectic um, and crazy in the outside world, um, it's a really special opportunity to just kind of pause and recenter and feel that connection to God and God's universe. Um, So it's, it's a spiritual opportunity. It's an opportunity to join part of a congregation that is human just like you, that's imperfect, but is really trying to nurture their faith, grow in their faith and and help contribute to those throughout the world, throughout their community that they interact with. Um, yeah, so I really admire that. I, I admire that people try to live their faith and meet others where they are, no judgment, just welcoming and saying, we're all God's children. I think throughout all my interactions with UCP, that is a big message is to love all, all, um, and to try to make the world a better place and use your gifts to help those in need wherever they may be.
0: And now, Let's get back to our conversations in color with Carrie Wilson about neighbors, neighborhoods, and neighborly compassion. So uh, another question uh, is, can you describe the feelings of hope that you and the many talented people around you experience or feel whenever a business or a civic or community organization embraces your core values uh, at Cornerstone's uh, mission, one of which is hope for tomorrow, today.
1: So it is, um, you get into conversations if I attend a chamber meeting or go to speak to a Rotary Club or certainly coming um, with our congregations and you know this from serving on our board, which we are so grateful for, um, I, I often get the question, Oh, you know, or the comment, you're so fortunate, you, the work you're doing is just amazing. And we hear this and and for me, it's flipping it around and saying, you know, it's really easy for us to be able to, it's, I'm very grateful to be able to work Um directly with people who are experiencing homeless or to go into our child learning center and see the impact for these kids in terms of their um, help working with their parents, you know, to to see the difference that a um, learning environment and care environment while their parents are working sometimes two or three jobs, what the difference we can make together. But it really is about um, people who will join you in the mission. Being willing to set aside our stereotypes and and being willing to ask questions and try to understand what families go through when they um, are working minimum wage jobs or have to take a bus to their job at Dallas airport that can take an hour round trip for a job that's two miles down the road. And when you start to see, um, start to be able to share the stories, and as you said, the amazing courage, the resilience of um, family members who have so many things um, that they are challenged with, feeding their children, ensuring their their kids, their living day to day, Um, but the amazing resilience and um, energy that they have. And I think for us, a lot about the hope is focusing, yes, on what we can do today. Can we help somebody with you know with immediate uh, groceries? Can we help somebody find a better job? Can we provide a tutor with your children? But more than that, it's listening. Um, if COVID, if the pandemic taught us anything, this issue of all of us feeling isolated and alone. And so for Cornerstones, for our leadership here, what we're doing now is is really reaching out and saying to people, we're here for you. What's next in your journey? What do you need? And I will tell you that um, we we are proud to provide that safety net. We can't do it without all the partners you mentioned. Um, 16,000 people, uh, lives touched each year. housing, childcare, all of those things we're doing. But even, even while we were meeting those basic needs, um, I'm so proud that with our board of directors, we sort of looked around the corner and said, when we come past this and get out of the eviction moratorium and the pandemic maybe lets us all get back to normal life, um, Cornerstone's kept its eye on the ball and worked with partners we're going to be um building, uh, having a a groundbreaking for 200 new homes, 15 minutes down the street, 200 new homes, so that that hope that you talk about, we can talk with people at the shelter, even as we're closing down hypothermia, even as we're closing the hotel, we have an answer for people about what's next for them.
0: So. Carrie, and one of the the, uh, things that some people may not know uh, but in listening to this podcast, is that United Christian Parish? We have a a crisis ministry yeah. uh, at with our church. But one of the things that I am able to do is when people come to us, and you know uh, they have rent that they are uh, in arrears or a mortgage uh, that it looks like they're not going to be able. Uh, to cover that month, or maybe the month even following. Yeah. But when when we're able to partner with Cornerstones and I'm able to say that here's a number if you're not aware of this ministry, here's a person you can contact and let me know. And I don't have any names, Carrie, that I can say that when I sent them to the Cornerstones, that they came back to me to say that they didn't receive help from. Yes.
1: and that's that's the beauty of the partnership—to be able to address that immediate need, and and I think we are blessed to be able to then offer additional resources. And um, again, it's just it's part about what's special about our community. It's critical looking ahead um, that as we look to the future. Uh, we really have to focus in on um, how do we do that for the long-term for more of our neighbors. And it's why we're so grateful to work with you all at UCP. and Thank you.
0: Well, Carrie, uh, Kate and I, we want to thank you as well as the, the, the folks at United Christian Parish to thank you for, for just who you are, uh, your uh, authentic uh, leadership, the character in which you uh, lead, Uh, at Cornerstones, Um, we want to thank you uh, for just sharing with us more about the mission of Cornerstones and for just uh, these minutes that you have uh, given to us to add more brilliant strokes of color to the conversation about affordable housing and community services that are sometimes are presented without these vivid colors, without these ideas and, and metaphors of hope that Cornerstones provides. So thank you for for making a part of your work day, making us a part of it, Uh, your work day, which is always about blessing individuals and families with hope and opportunities uh, to be able to move forward in their lives. And so uh, thank you for blessing us, blessing our podcast today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Leathers. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Carrie. Delighted to be here.
0: Today, we heard about the encouragement for you and I to be a part of something that is truly extraordinary. And that is our willingness to take care of our neighbors. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, we received the message that Jesus had for those who asked the question of how they could respond to their neighbors. When Jesus said to those who had clothed him when he was naked, those who fed him when he was hungry, those who visited him when he was imprisoned. Jesus said, if you've done this to the least of them, then you've also done this unto me. It was a message for Jesus to demonstrate faithfulness when we perform acts of loving kindness, when we fulfill the charge to care for the poor and the disadvantaged when we take the opportunity to offer ways to care for the sick, the hungry, those who are imprisoned. We heard this through the the interview with, with Carrie today and the conversations about the work of cornerstones. We've also heard how important it is for the United States of America to be a neighbor as we entered the 21st day since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, or should I say Vladimir Putin himself and his war against Ukraine. We've heard the response from President Biden and from our Congress of how we as a country will respond to the president of Ukraine, Zelensky's challenge, that we are to be a neighbor to the world, a leader Of the world. And we can't be a leader of the world without responding to our neighbors, no matter how far the distance may be, because we are a global village. And so today we heard our president speak of a commitment of an additional billion dollars, a billion dollars in order to help. With more than 20 million additional rounds of ammunition and 800 anti-aircraft systems and 9,000 anti-armor systems and 7,000 small arms and drones, all of this to help our neighbors. Because as Jesus said, if we've done this to the least of them, we've done this unto him. And so... Let us pray for our neighbors in the Ukraine and throughout this global village who look to us, who look to congregations like United Christian Parish to indeed recognize the places of hunger, the places where our neighbors are sick and alone and naked. And may we be that neighbor that Kerry Wilson talked to us about that responds to the call of those who need the ministry of compassion. Join us next time for Conversations in Color. And if it looks like we were scared to death, Like a couple of kids just trying to save each other should have seen it in color Riches